the Al Dente Podcast Season 3. I'm Jingyang Li, 2022 Publications Executive Officer, and I'll be the new host of the Al Dente Podcast, carrying on Elaine and Yanni's legacy. Before we begin, I'd just like to preface that this special episode is being recorded in November 2021 and will be uploaded in 2022. So hello from the past, but if you get confused by dates slash years we mentioned, hopefully that explains why. Today I'm joined by two very, very special guests, AUDSS President Derek Lee and Vice President Scarlett Kim. Thank you guys so much for coming. Um, how do you guys feel for being the first guests of this new season? Very excited, definitely very excited to um, to be part of a show this year. Awesome. High pressure. High pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Hopefully, as we go on through this episode, you guys will be okay. We'll set the bar low for the next guests. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, starting off with, um, where are you guys from? Like, were you guys born, raised, grew up? I was born in South Korea, Seoul. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family and I moved when I was about 13, 14. Um, we were in Adelaide. I went to high school here in Seymour, and then graduated. Went to Melbourne for a little bit. Did a year of OT there at Monash, and then came back here. So yeah, I didn't know you were from Adelaide. Oh my god! Now you know. Oh, now I know. Okay. Yeah. Do you still have family in Melbourne? Like? Yeah, yeah. My family, my immediate family is all in Melbourne, but my extended family is all back in Korea. Wow. Okay. And you, Derek? Uh, I have a bit of a similar sort of. I guess I'm not from South Korea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, no shit. So I was born um, in Mauritius. I uh, did a bit of uh, live most of my childhood there until about 11, 12. Then moved to Perth. I did my whole high school and I did another degree as well um, mm-hmm. there in um, in Perth. Then I came here to Adelaide. So mine's a little bit more straightforward. No. <laughs> Since when is this a competition? <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, right. And so, what made you guys come into Adelaide and do dentistry in Adelaide? Well, obviously for me, I was mm-hmm. from Adelaide, so mm-hmm. I had more like friends and family—not family, but like family friends connection—back mm-hmm. in Adelaide. So I applied to Latrobe, but that was out in north of Victoria. Mm-hmm. So my parents were feel. Thing a bit more comfortable with Adelaide, where we have a bit more connections. Mm. Also, I didn't like I wanted to be, and I got into one, so uh-huh. I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. That's honestly me too. Like I didn't apply anywhere else. I didn't apply interstate, mm. and so I only I got an offer here. So I was like, yep. I'm done. sure your parents are really happy. <laughs> mm. How about you, dear? Yeah, um, Adelaide is a fun city, right? Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, I think Perth people can say that. Yeah, it's a fun city. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yes, yes. <laughs> you were asking for it. I don't know why. I was just being nice. Okay. Uh, no. So essentially, I only applied to one in one dental school as well, which mm-hmm. was Adelaide. Uh, just because, well, my degree that I did beforehand was engineering, mm-hmm. so it's very different from dentistry. Yes. Uh, so, in terms of experience-wise, I didn't feel really comfortable with that doing for a postgraduate dental school, just because of how much pressure there would be, how much previous experience people would have. Okay. Yep. 
but um, LA was one of the undergraduate schools that I really enjoyed and I looked at the program and everything I was pretty interested in their community outreach program was yes. quite interesting yeah yeah oh that's awesome well it's great to have you guys here in Adelaide okay so um, I guess moving on a bit from that so what hobbies do you guys have to help you guys decompress from dentistry stress related stuff naps naps yes for sure naps <laughs> I just had a two hour nap just it's two hour naps yeah. I feel like whenever I wake up from two hours naps I'm like what day is it like why, why is it still light is out? it still I'm Tuesday so or? yeah 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 no I was gonna say sleeping but I wasn't sure if that's like two you know <laughs> but you said it so I guess it's fine no your hobby's bouldering though yeah but recently I've just been uh, this year uh, I've been quite into bouldering so I've been trying to go every about twice a week so ah uh, is that over where, there's there's uh, three three different spots that mm. I go to, one in Kent Town, one in Kessex, mm. one in Cloverdale as well. Mm. So all of them are bordering spots mm. and yeah, so that's, it's, I mean, it's my way of that decompressing just because mm. it's like when I'm doing a bit of bordering, it takes my mind off things and then yeah. I focus on the border. But yeah, I yeah, also like to play soccer sure. as well. Oh, yeah. wow. Very nice. Very nice. I feel like I, I went bordering once once mm -hmm. and then my forearms were like <laughs> and i'm yet to go back again mm -hmm. because i'm a bit scarred from that experience but also i'm like scared about the fingers like anything that's like mm -hmm. a bit my palms are literally sweating thinking about it mm -hmm. Derek yes. and um being forced me to go once and uh, mm -hmm. it was a, it was fun yeah mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm not fit enough for this. <laughs> yeah, the upper body strength though, like, mm. oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, it's surprising how much, but I think bordering is good for dentists or, I mean, personally, I, that's why I find because it sort of uh, builds up your sort of endurance in your forearm. What, for that scaling. There you Super nice. subgenital department. Exactly. <laughs> ah, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, um, so, what is so you guys are both kind of not really like directly from Adelaide mm -hmm. so what were your first impressions of Adelaide and the Adelaide Dental School well coming from Perth mm -hmm. which is the biggest city <laughs> anyway um, now essentially Perth and Adelaide actually have a very similar vibe for okay, me yeah um, both of them pretty uh, quiet pretty quiet lifestyle which is good um it's good for i guess like having a peaceful life calm life that sort of thing i really enjoyed um i enjoy adelaide um just because of how similar it is to Perth. Mm, that's cool well obviously i was here before and then i moved to melbourne so i was yeah. like oh so many more stuff and yes. yeah yeah but then like when you come here like it's i feel like it's nice in the sense that it's a very tight-knit um community mm. in dental school as well we have a relatively smaller court mm. and like you just get to really know each other and like spend more time with like your friends who's mm. also from interstate which kind of helps with you know being away from family mm. but yeah it's been lovely yeah that's awesome to hear i think like because um the cohort is so small like you really build a strong social support network mm. which is quite important in dentistry definitely yeah yeah okay so um moving on where is your favorite spot on campus i mean adelaide dental hospital level 11 <laughs> most you said right <laughs> 
I like the quiet study areas, whether it be um, on the main campus or HMS, the secret uh, oh yes. study area, mm -hmm. just because I used to pull a lot of all-nighters. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit of a crammer, but yeah. I've been doing less. Mm -hmm. That's good. Which is very good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, of Percy, we, we, we studied together. Was mm -hmm. like We used to study together, but quite <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, until of, Derek uh, left us, we used to study together. Oh. No, 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 okay. But you <laughs> stopped, us with the smart friends. Until she stopped doing all-nighters, oh. which is good, which is I'm happy about. I'm very you happy. didn't even stay with me for the all-nighters. What's your problem? Oh. <laughs> but anyway, going back to the topic. Like, Cancelled. <laughs> um, just with the favorite spot on mm. campus, I think for me it's... Your honors lab? <laughs> not my honors lab vision. <laughs> Sure. Your honours lab in Helen Mayo? <laughs> um, it's actually the same clinic, to be honest. Oh, okay. Like, for me, it's the area where it's like, I got to mingle a lot with other people, yeah. like a lot of people in my grade and the cohort and upper years as well. Mm. But I think for me, that's an area where I've grown quite fond of, um, just because of how close-knit you, you can get with yeah. other people. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what, um, you guys probably experienced this in BDS3, but the endo sessions in semester two, oh, yeah. and you have to wait in line to take yeah. the x-rays, like honestly, relationships and friendships are built, exactly, like exactly. <laughs> nothing else there when you're waiting in line, and you only get two periapical radiographs in the whole three hour session. Low shade, but built or broken would be more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I can feel. Mm. Is Sim Clinic your favorite area as well? Sim Clinic, a bit too much trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think, and also like, but also I have to study at a new place every exam season because I, I get traumatized by that area. No. <laughs> like there's a specific spot where I came in year 12 mm -hmm. and then like BDS1, it's like, I just got to move around. You must be running out of spaces. I am running out of spaces. That's that's a massive concern. I'd be graduate before you run out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. Um. <laughs> we'll just build a specific spot. Be like, we'll write Jingyang's name just in the yeah, corner just and be like, Jingyang studies here. Yeah. 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 And we'll just move the corner every time. Yeah, yes, thank four, you. Four, four corners per room. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, what were your first impressions of AUDSS? They all looked really smart and very well organized, all the execs at least. Mm. But I really liked the buddy system when I first went, came into it. Also, I was a first year rep when I first started. Oh, yes, sorry, yes. Yeah. So I got to like learn a little bit more about the portfolios and everything and it was really surprising how student society was so well organized and like really well run and recognized by the community as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. Good support. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely the ADSS for me was like, they were very friendly. They were the first people that sort of reached out and they were quite um, happy to reach out to people and sort of get people involved. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, and I was involved as well in community aid in first year. Mm -hmm. So I think that helped me with, I guess, becoming a bit more uh, involved in the society already from first year. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys definitely, like, have been committed for quite a while now. Like, well, I know you, you're a year of and also marketing scholar, so... <laughs> I was gone for two years, yes. Yeah, but, you know, come back... Leave with a bang. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, that's a plan. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, AUDSS was definitely, like, 
I was fresh out of high school when I came in and it was just like, wow, these amazing, <laughs> amazing people who are like, so, as you said, well organized and so passionate about actually helping each other. And I think what really stood out to me was that there wasn't any like competition anymore. Like once you get in, we're all going to be dentists and we were all helping each other out mm. and like giving each other tips and stuff like that. And I think that's what really drew me in. Mm. So, yeah. That's good. Okay. So for now, we'll take a break. Right Evans Partners, the dental, accounting and finance specialists. Our people are here to assist you in every step of your career. Whether you're a student, dentist or business owner, we have the tools and the experience to see you succeed. Our dental graduate program provides you with a complimentary tax return or business activity statement and a financial health check to help you kickstart your career. Contact us today via our website, Facebook and Instagram or on 8208 4777 to start planning your financial future. WEP, with you every step of the way. Okay, cool. Um, so what got you guys into AEDSS or, or P slash VP? I think um, for me, wise, I always wanted to be involved with volunteering aspects, sort of helping out the community. Um, that's why I became, uh, I t took part in intermediating first year and second year as a subcom member. Mm -hmm. um, then in third year, I became the exec member for that. Um, I think just to drive a little bit more of that sort of community aspect of, I guess, helping out the more, the less fortunate. Mm -hmm. um, the ones who don't, the people who don't have in or have as lucky or not as lucky as us. I think that what drove me to ADSS, and I really like the sort of the sort of team environment and the family environment that got fostered in the um, ADSS committee. So I think for me, was transitioning from that, I wanted to also foster that for the next incoming committee, having that sort of committee aspect and sort of a team aspect, and still in that. Uh, looking at alleyways to sort of help the community as well. Mm, that's awesome. That's good. Um, for me, I think, yeah, ADSS, when I first started, like first got into it, obviously it was like getting that first impression when I started as a first year, looking at all these upper years, like being so willingly like helpful and like encouraging and all that. I was just like, oh, I want to become part of this and get to know them more and know the society more. Mm. And then second year ago, and third year and fourth year, I wasn't as involved. The reason being I was a bit stressed about clinic and just like other extra, you know, mm. academic performance wise. So I was like, oh, I'll just focus on this more. But fifth year, we have so much more time mm. and, you know, just like the right headspace. So I was like, I'd love to, you know, get more involved and end on a high note almost. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Like if, if you're not like, um, if you don't have the capacity or the energy to, you know, do the best you can in a role, like, there's no reason why you should, you know, overexert yourself and spread yourself out too thin. Yeah, no, I feel like yeah. I could have done it. I'm just like, oh, I feel like I should focus more on this and just, mm. you know, didn't have the space or, like, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. But, you, but you're now you're, yeah. you're making up for it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. And you guys, you guys have been doing such a good job so far. Like the response rate is like... Thank you. We try and keep on top of things. No, that's all right. Like, yeah. like it's important for you guys to, you know, have have time to yourselves and not, not you know, commit like all your time to AUDS. Yes, this is my life. <laughs> Directly. 
from Europe drew me into AEDSS. Just like the kindness and generosity um, of everyone in my cohort mm. and the people that I got to know through AUDSS as well. Like, I don't think I would be where I am today without like the support from all the buddies that I've had mm. and like formal official and unofficial buddies that, um, and all the friendships that I've um, developed through AUDSS. Mm -hmm. I think, for me, part of it is what you put in is what you get out. Mm -hmm. And I think being in university is a very special time and you get all these opportunities, like it's important to make the most out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I wanted to get involved and give back, you know, like from my buddies, I want to be a good buddy to juniors as well. Yeah, no, I think it's all like, we all appreciate it. What we got so much that we're like, mm -hmm. we'd love to do that for the like in coming years as mm -hmm. well. So. I still remember a lot of my buddies. Um, shout out to you, Melody. Melody, yes, yeah. actual shout out, Melody. Kali, Kali. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, no, but she was really helpful yeah. for me. And like, she really, like, she was top notch. Yeah. She was really good with everything. Like, yeah. She really helped me out with first year stuff and like second year stuff and like getting up to speed with things and sort of introducing me to different things and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Melody was my buddy too, so mm. shout out to Melody. Hope you're enjoying Sydney. Yeah. Kali with Melody. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually practicing, like they meet up every now and then. Yeah, that's so cute. I know, right? Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh man. So um, what ideas do you guys have for next year, 2022 as PVP? So a bit of a self-promo opportunity here. <laughs> Uh, there's a few, but mm. I think the main things that we're pushing for is clinical unit exchange and clinical shadowing. Right. Okay. Yeah, but that's all obviously pending on COVID restrictions mm. and what SARS have to say. But we're in process of um, drafting a proposal with um, Derek, me, and Dr. Murray. Mm, okay. Um, so the main idea is just to kind of have give opportunity for everyone to have similar or like at least some exposure to different aspects of dentistry before you move on into um, subsequent years. Mm -hmm. um, for their year, it might be something like cons and a clean. Like some people might just get blessed with perio, whereas other people just have too much cons. And eventually at the end of the day, yeah, you'll get exposure and like experience. But I think it matters like, cause like once you do it, you gain more experience like building up towards your next cons or clean mm. but if you have like uneven balance it's a bit difficult to kind of get there mm. like me moving to fourth year and they're like oh your con skill is like not what I expect it to be but mm. then you might, your clean might be really good which is not not a bad thing I guess but it's something uh, we want to yeah, see definitely, I personally would have felt a bit more confident um, moving to fourth year if I had a bit more cons mm. yeah okay. so much I had two <laughs> <laughs> but yeah something like that and yeah. then um, obviously fourth year as well um, people might have like you'll, you'll get to know but like people might have like nine units whereas some people have like two mm. and obviously continuity of care and like patient rapport is important things that we all need to consider mm. but 
it's just something that we want to see and kind of get the response from the general, like the like the student public as well. Mm-hmm. Um, clinical shadowing wise, it's a concept we want to explore because you can like kind of come and observe mm-hmm. um, upper years clinics. Say for BDS four, it'll be BDS five. For BDS trees, it'll be like BDS four, possibly BDS five. Mm-hmm. It's just really helpful in that you get to consolidate your knowledge into like observing clinical skills, and you get to know what different tutors might say about similar sort of case, and mm-hmm. just like because like they might be your tutors next year, and it's just like really good to know you know mm-hmm. know how they tutor, what they like, what they don't like, and honestly, if you're in fourth year and Oh, fourth year or fifth year, and if this works out, and you have a support year for your craft prep, mm-hmm. you'll thank us later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it makes a huge difference. I'm sure you can like tell, like when you're just doing cons, like that suction. Yes, it, sure. it makes a difference. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, the clinical shadowing. I think something mm-hmm. something that we really want to push through, mm-hmm. uh, just because. I think just observing a case or not not really being part of a case or sort of helping out the case is a good way to get a lot of knowledge, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Personally-wise, I would have loved to be um, assisting upper years, sort of observing their cases, how they do things. You, mm-hmm. It's As soon as you sort of watch someone do something, you definitely pick up some different skills, mm-hmm. um, skill sets. Um, and so you sort of get a bit of an idea of their sort of train of thoughts yes. as well. So, for example, let's say you're in oral diagnosis session. Um, there's a patient that comes in in pain. And then as a third year, I wouldn't know what I should do about that. Mm. But if I can observe, let's say, a fourth year or a fifth year mm. who's doing that, and then with assistant of a tutor as well, who's able to help them sort of guide them towards a clinical diagnosis mm-hmm. or more sort of differential diagnosis which leads to a more likely clinical diagnosis mm-hmm. and I think that would help me wise to I guess focus more and look about my knowledge that I learned in third year and look and transition that into more clinical application and I think that's just generally wise um, that would just help everyone um, who participates in the, um, in the program mm-hmm. both as a upper year or as a sort of BS3 or BS4. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be a very more, nice system yeah. to kind of um, formalize. I think Elaine and Esther tried to kind of get started on the shadowing system, I think, at the start of the year this year as mm-hmm. well. But it was a bit more difficult because the restrictions were a bit tighter. So we want to come back with like, like advised kind of plan and like, mm-hmm. yeah, and see where we can get with it. Obviously, this will be like years of progress who mm. knows when exactly we can like settle it in yeah but when we're talking to dr murray as well she told me that when she was in university like mm. she got that and it was really good as well yeah. mm-hmm. and honestly i was shadowing well not shadowing i was like assisting some of dr caulfield's fifth year od sessions this mm. year and i think i learned a lot about yeah. like you know my like that were like really helpful for my od sessions as well yeah so it's something we want to trial and see where we can get but more goals wise Mm -hmm. we already had some events inter-faculty events with the medical society this year i think we had a A dodgeball dodgeball and one more soccer no okay sorry 
but but yeah okay. we're trying to um see if we can do more events with mm. med nursing possibly psychology as well like different yeah. you know societies it's been more of an interfaculty involvement yeah just mm. a bit more community aspect with the between health practitioners yeah for sure for yeah. sure so possibly more sports events or maybe like a, even a trivia night i yeah, think we're thinking mm. like yeah so that's we'll have to work towards it again mm-hmm. but something we're interested in yeah. another thing is club system okay yes that started this year as well right yes yeah i think we have four at the moment climbing bouldering gaming and tennis yeah yeah oh. so it's we're trying to bring more system into it because this was obviously a trial year and mm-hmm. covid again yeah made it a little bit hard I think this is all to drive a little bit more of that sort of family and like community aspect of the whole sort of inter-year involvement yeah. yeah at least let's say if we can get the there's a currently a discord server a gaming server as well mm-hmm. for the ADSS mm-hmm. and there has been a few um, gaming events run on there and yeah. there was a good chance for people for upper years to get involved with mm-hmm. the, uh, younger years um, yeah. I think for me I think if we can drive that a bit further this year yeah. that'll be quite good for me Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure I think like from what I've observed sometimes you get more outgoing seniors or juniors who get to know younger people um, like the juniors a bit more um, and I think having clubs is a great opportunity for mm. like people who aren't so keen on going to like alcoholic events to actually yeah. get involved and get to know people 100% yeah mm. so we're trying to have like more variety of events mm. not that's like not just you know Mm. but obviously yeah mm-hmm. there was a movie night yeah uh, that was really Over good turnout mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm. okay. yeah so oh, I yeah, think right. we're all trying to I guess our goal can be summarised as um, I guess trying to improve the um, experience clinical experience that people the yeah. whole student cohort has mm-hmm. but also trying to foster that sort of family environment that community um, environment for everyone and just trying to get a bit more communication between uh, interior mm. we're, we're probably gonna have a little um, electronic Google calendar that's gonna get published up mm. to the whole court um, probably early next year oh, yeah, just yeah. with the tentative dates of the event so um, in the past there has been event um, like a printed out copy of the calendar but mm. that gets chucked a lot and to save the environment we might consider like doing like a google calendar so people can have like a rough idea of the dates mm. that they can like kind of save up for like say event camp pop crawls mm. obviously it, it's up to like you know change yeah but it would be nice to at least have some sort of rough idea i think mm. and so, it's something that can be updated as well quite yeah readily. exactly so you can get updates on the different events when they will be and that sort of stuff yeah for sure like for interstate kids who are like exactly. need to go home and then mm. maybe plan around it as exactly. well exactly Mm. Yeah. So that's something we're working on. Mm, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Okay. Um, so, um, so how have you guys? So right now we're right at the beginning of being PMVP. So how have you guys been finding it? Good. It's mm. a lot of commitment and um, lots and lots of mis- meetings, getting mm. to know people. Yes. But obviously this is a start phase, so it takes a while to kind of build that base and consolidate it hopefully once we get through this phase mm. it'll be a bit more smooth sailing mm-hmm. yeah 
I've called Derek so much. <laughs> <laughs> and what have you guys been doing so far? Well, we've been meeting with a lot of the, um, I guess, the coordinators. Mm -hmm. uh, we met with Dr. Murray as well, who's a patron in 2022. Yeah, Dr. Murray! <laughs> <laughs> um, with uh, as well, we, meet, we met a few sponsors and everything as well, ADSA being one of them. We met, we met up with them. Yeah. Um, and I think right now it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of um, sort of setting up things to do this movie next year. So planning events or planning things that we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So having sort of achievable goals and having those strategies to essentially sort of a bit of a clinical learning plan. No, oh no. <laughs> like extensive. Extensive, oh, wow. yeah. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's all making sure that everything is accounted for um, just such that we can run a very successful year as this year has been. Mm. I feel like the biggest work we've done so far is getting our committee sorted mm -hmm. and like communicating with different um, portfolios what their kind of goals for next year's will be we actually recently had an exec meeting mm -hmm. just past Saturday. Saturday. yeah yeah which is really good yeah. so yeah it's just like a lot of getting to know each other mm -hmm. I reckon yeah yeah this is still the transition sort of stage as well mm -hmm. so once next year starts and we've already sort of ironed out a lot of the things we'll sort of be driving into that sort of working stride mm, yeah I feel like it's important to I think this question is really important because I think it's important to acknowledge how much work actually goes on in the background that we don't see mm -hmm. like I I do see a bit more as an exec um, but definitely not the full extent of I'm sure what happens you know with you guys with Denise secretary as well mm -hmm. like yeah no nah, that's that's crazy that you guys are being able to juggle all of this including you know completing fourth year as well mm -hmm. yeah well done. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. So circling back to how both of you guys are kind of from interstate, Scarlett. That's okay. <laughs> I don't take offense. <laughs> so I guess, um, did you guys struggle with homesickness at all? And, and if so, how did you guys manage it? Uh, I think for me wise, uh, coming from Perth, mm -hmm. I obviously never left, um, lived alone. Mm -hmm. um, Always Shout out to Nick Chow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's my roommate for a while. He's been my roommate for about three years now. Wow. And we're going strong. Yay! <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Well, I, I lived in Urban Nest for the first year. Mm. Um, I think that really helped me with homesickness as well. And something else that helped me as well was, I guess, I was part of the... On an online forum... Um, Messed in online. Oh, yeah. he's D Dest. Did you know? What? Wait, what? Do you know D Dest? No. It oh. doesn't Wait, matter. It doesn't I matter. feel like you weren't as active after all. Yeah. No. Wait. After. Spell it out for our listeners. <laughs> D Dest, like Destiny's Child. No. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. He used to post a lot. He's the one who collated the comparison table for Dent Entry. Did you not know? No, I did not know. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll look this up when I get home. Okay. <laughs> but essentially, just I think I was lucky enough to meet up with Doug, oh. um, who was on the who was on that forum as well. So I met him online. Um, so yeah, we apparently they met before dentistry. Before dentistry. Yeah. Mm. Wow. 
So we got into contact then, and like we were both sort of applying for or going to the same sort of Adelaide Dental School. We were both pretty excited, so I think that had helped us sort of set up that sort of friendship beforehand. And then wow. I actually knew someone already in Adelaide when yeah. I came to Adelaide. Fun fact: He was not even meant to be in Ayo. <laughs> he got in, accepted to the year above us, but he deferred. Cause, oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. may I ask why? Uh, yeah, I was finishing up engineering, but also I was uh, I was would not have been able to make it in time to Adelaide for the start of the year because oh. I was uh, on holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, priorities. Holidays where may I ask? Uh, it was in Paris. Paris. It was in Paris. Oh god. Okay, all right. All right. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll have it. All right. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. So, is it when you mentioned Urbaness, is that because of the I guess tight knit community? I know that like um, you, Urbaness people are quite close with each other, and is that is that why it helped you manage yeah. sickness? Yeah, and as well on that funny thing enough, uh, funnily enough, I the first person I there was like an orientation day, induction day um, when I first got to Urbaness, and the first person I talked to was Nick Chow. <laughs> So then they were like, oh, you do Dan, I do Dan as well. So, oh yeah, so we got into contact pretty early on and then um, met, up so with D- met up with Doug as well. And then we, from early on, we already had like a few people that Squad. I knew. Yeah. They used to like go out for food every Saturday, is it? Uh, Sunday. Yeah, something like that. Every Sunday. Oh, wow. that's like, so we already had that sort of comedy approach sort of going on there, like that friendship group, nice. which was pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, even with that, I think... I wouldn't say I didn't struggle with like homesickness mm. just because like it's first time living alone, you gotta do everything on your own, like yeah. cleaning, cooking, yeah, preparing food, buying groceries. Paying for you were sick rent. of um doing your own house chores that you missed home. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I, I miss my uh, mum's food. Aww. <laughs> um so I think well, my food is definitely not um up to par to my mum's oh. for sure. Um but I think yeah, it was a bit of a struggle, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think the social support I got from my friends and because we were all in a similar situation, it mm-hmm. sort of helped us grow close together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that helped me sort of get through first year um, and get a little bit more comfortable with mm-hmm. um, being well or living alone by myself. Mm-hmm. That's awesome hearing like origin stories. <laughs> <laughs> This is a backstory. Yeah, no, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, how about you, Scarlett? Well, I'm very close to my family. How about we start there? Okay. Um, and I think homesickness was something I faced in first year, which I kind of got over by, you know, spending more time with friends and calling my mom and dad regularly. But then again, I think I ha- it hit me pretty hard when COVID started because, um, we weren't sure when we can go back home, nor if we were to risk going back, can we even come back? That like sort of uncertainty and like fear really stressed me out. Mm. But knowing that there are a lot of people around me that are in like similar or same situation, um, and just like talking to them about it, if I'm like feeling really stressed, and like we hung out a lot as a group, we like like would meet up at each other's places and like just cook together and things like that. I think just like the sense that you're not alone mm. kind of, you know, really helped you get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm just like, I have a lot of friends. Um, I'm, yeah, am I the, I'm the only local one in my friendship group. And so mm. there is always a lot of talk about, oh, when are you flying back? And I think what really it's, it's, 
they have I'm sad that they have to think about the stresses of going back whether they can come back and it's like holidays like it's almost Christmas and that's something that has is on their mind yeah. you know and it's like oh do I have to come back on the 20th so that I can make it in time for the 4th of January if you had to quarantine yeah mm. exactly which is before Christmas obviously mm. and it's just like I I just can't it, I really it, admire it, them it's for hard. yeah because I'm just like at home food's on the table <laughs> like quarantine who Lucky. Like, like, you know so it's like yeah, it's definitely... I, I just can't even begin to imagine what... Like, the background stress, you know, of mm. stuff like this. Yeah. But, like, I think we have it bad, but thinking of international students... Yeah. It just makes me feel even worse. Like, Doug. Mm. My boyfriend, which mm. I'm not sure if... Am I allowed to say this? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> edit, edit. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like, a lot of my international student, mm. like, friends haven't been able to go home for two years and oh. even though the borders are opening up at the end of the year this year I don't think they're going to go back because there has been cases where my friend's gone back to like Singapore and he hasn't been able to you know make it back oh. and we haven't seen him in like two years yeah. and it's just like very upsetting A eh? yeah. and obviously it just like makes people you know kind of don't want to risk it mm. like being away from like your family for three years mm. that's I feel like pretty insane yeah so we did actually make a post about this recently mm -hmm. so if you need any like mm -hmm. support or want to talk about anything um any of the execs including me Derek Jing Yang will be happy to oh, you know. I waved but the <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay are we getting recorded as well <laughs> um yeah and also like just like a counselling service at university or like any of the mental health support lines mm -hmm. really make use of it because mm -hmm. we don't want you to be you know sad in your own like little space really go out and talk to people about it because you're not the only one genuinely speaking mm. yeah i think it's lucky in that like a lot of the students here are actually not local so there is always someone to talk to mm. yeah yeah okay so um now moving on um to something more light-hearted hopefully um, so we'll give out some advice to undergrad bds students so starting off with bds1 okay fresh fresh into the bds world any advice for the bds ones learn your tooth wolf <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's a bit scary like um there might be some mature age student there mm. might be some students that are just fresh out of high school mm. it's a completely new environment and it's like you're like stressed because like it's pretty like full-on like content wise yeah but um you like it's like the same for most of the people unless mm. like few geniuses are out there and mm. that's an exception um just don't be scared to ask questions throughout your years mm. and um clinic wise we kind of did a trap clinic. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not mention that. <laughs> Edit it out, Chris, please. <laughs> hey, um, what do we do? We. Uh... No, I think for me, I think an advice would be. Uh, I feel like the main thing is don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid to be wrong. Um, like. Feel free to ask questions to upper years, tutors, lecturers. If you have a question, like no question is, there's no stupid question essentially. Yeah. Um, but also just a bit, 
maybe just spend a bit more time to mingle with other people as well. That's sure. definitely something that's really good, especially first year at like Scarlett mentioned, it's a very new environment, very different environment from, I guess, high school, even people who are coming from interstate or international as well. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a very new environment. So it's good to always just mingle with people and just trying to get, um, build up that sort of relationships with people and friendships as well. Um, yeah, there'll be your, like your support network, exactly. I reckon. Like mm -hmm. if you know something and they don't, they know this and they're like, oh, we can like, I can explain this to you. You explain this to me, you know, mm -hmm. two brains better than one, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, something that I did as well in first year was I studied with someone else as well mm -hmm. and we would just bounce off or study with a group of people just be bouncing off ideas of each other mm -hmm. um, just trying to explain different topics if I didn't understand um, the other person would probably mm -hmm. have a better understanding of that concept to me uh, than me um, so then you were able to explain that to me as well um, but I would want to stress don't study extremely like every single day mm -hmm. <laughs> I think don't burn yourself out yeah don't yeah. burn yourself out it's it's better if you keep a consistent workload um, instead of trying to do everything every day and then you just burn yourself and then you don't have time for friends, don't have time for events and stuff. Mm. I'll make sure to look out for ADSS events. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think keeping a bit of time for your social activities is definitely very important. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Another piece of advice for clinic would be A, ask your tutors questions because they, they're there to help you and they really want to help. So they won't be like, oh, if you ask a dumb question, like I'm gonna like, like fail you or anything mm. like that. It's not like that. Mm. They just want to see you improve. Mm -hmm. And another thing is on like why I'm saying that you ask questions, but at the same time, you got to go to clinic kind of prepared. Mm. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, review your content, like what you're expected to know. Mm -hmm. um, on, like I'm not saying there are dumb questions, but um, tutors not might might not be too impressed if it's mm -hmm. like an obvious information that was already stated, mm -hmm. yeah. and you were supposed to you know kind of know that. But like if you try your best mm -hmm. and want to learn, mm -hmm. yeah. there won't be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I think what tutors want to see is just that you the the effort really mm -hmm. like that you know like they can't expect you to be expert at like probing like you know you're just like a first year like i think yeah and i think it's important to realize that um whatever you do like don't think that the seniors above you are like never made that mistake it's we've only been there. like oh, we've really none of us are perfect we have done made so many mistakes just come to i won't share this on the podcast but come to me at events i'll let you know how many mistakes i made like honestly and many more to make yeah. and it's just a it's a permanent learning experience mm -hmm. so it's yeah. always about learning from your mistakes mm -hmm. like you, if you made a mistake once you try and not make it again yeah. learn from it exactly that's all exactly yeah, and I think I think like if you are on if you are really struggling, take it as an opportunity to learn because I think sometimes if you're like kind of breezing through something, you don't really reflect on it as much as if you mm -hmm. were struggling. Mm -hmm. So just really take the opportunity and show show the tutors what you've got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I reckon yeah. Just like schools, there like you you're meant to make mistakes and learn from it. Mm. And also, if you're aware to um, make mistakes, it's better you make them earlier on than yeah. later. So. Exactly, exactly. Okay, moving on to BDS two. Any advice for BDS twos? Learn your anatomy well. 
anatomy is stressful. Is this cons? Mm-hmm. Is this cons or oh anatomy like, like anatomy. Or, or, yeah yeah like the lab. <laughs> oh both. Oh both. okay. Uh, land, oh, land your you like tooth anatomy, tooth anatomy. Okay, yeah. but yeah. also your human anatomy. Okay. Both of them are very important. Um, obviously, tooth anatomy is very important for your sim clinic. Um, if you have a bit of an idea of how to what the simple anatomy of a tooth looks like. It will set you up really, really well for um, sim clinic mm. when you have to do your restorations. Mm. Um, with human anatomy wise, it's a broad topic. Mm. It's a very big topic, especially for head and neck. There's a lot of nerves, nerves, um, arteries, veins, oh, lymphatic oh, vessels. Oh, wait, forearm and ovale. Yeah, ovale. Yeah. Oh no, all yeah, the all the ovales. <laughs> And your all your ferments and everything, yeah. and all your bone, your embryology as well, will be very important. Yeah. I know it's a, it's very scary. It's a lot of stuff to go through. But I, I think, think those ones are the ones where you want to do bits by bits every mm-hmm. as you pres- like progress in it, and like first semester or second semester, when, whenever you get started, like you have like your amount for first week try and learn it as you go instead of like trying to cram it all in one go towards the spotter test or the thingy because mm-hmm. it's a lot and it's stressful mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think I think just setting some time when anatomy starts setting some time alone and being honest with yourself how long will this take me to do mm-hmm. and actually plan it out because it's it's hard to say like it's I think once you get once I was in BDS to like there was so much going on even during COVID there was still a lot going on and I think it's important to actually take the time even though you think it's a waste but actually taking the time to organize everything and try to stick to that schedule it will help you a lot during anatomy because I know a lot of people um, who had to cram for anatomy and it was straight up not a good time mm-hmm. like so mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah as BS2 is quite a stressful time a lot of mm-hmm. um, contact hours yeah. especially with sim clinic your night clinics as well oh, your yes. night early clinics mm-hmm. um, and also your sort of lectures on top of that mm-hmm. your endocrine your biology hard, it's, it's a very content heavier but also the year where you, you learn I think quite a fair bit in terms of gain that's a ma- huge step manual, up from BDS1 yeah, I reckon manual dexterity from um, in sim clinic wise mm. or okay. sim clinic can I yeah good yeah. Uh, so if I if it hasn't changed it's still three sessions per week I Tuesday think. Wednesday and Friday I think and one thing I really learned and I'm sure everyone else agrees is um your tutor, each individual tutor might have different style feedback or like might look for different things in your um, work. Um, it might feel as though you're like, oh, it was okay the other time, why is it not okay this time? Mm-hmm. Don't take it as that, but like take it more like a really learning opportunity. And like, like Dr. Stowe would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ten different dentists will have ten different treatment plans. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And they might approach like things differently. Mm-hmm. But instead of being like, oh, this feedback is like inconsistent or it's confusing me, which tutor star need to, you know, stick to. Mm-hmm. Learn to adapt to it because as you progress on into mm-hmm. like third year, fourth year and fifth year, you will have so many different tutors yes. and they will all expect different things of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you will just have to, you know, adapt to it and, you know, really go go with it because 
it's just part of your life now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As Bear Grylls say, improvise, adapt, overcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. But definitely do not be discouraged when, when you actually just um, start off mm-hmm. doing like nobody has like the perfect manual dexterity skills yeah. but, you know, early on like my cavity preps in second year were oh, horrendous so it's just a matter of just taking into account the feedback that you get from your mm. tutors and just developing yourself and just improving your skills I and mean, it's actually really good like who's gonna like how are you gonna get three dentists to sit down and look at your work and be like oh give me feedback mm. it's mm. really good yeah think about it for sure, for sure. Okay, moving on to halfway, BDS threes. Any advice for BDS threes? Chill your yes. fun. Uh, <laughs> um, first time seeing patients, actual patients yes. and doing cons. Yes. It is yes. very, well for me it was very scary. Mm-hmm. It was definitely nerve wracking mm-hmm. for seeing your first actual patients. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw patients or friends and family in second year night clinics. Not it's completely though. different not Dyn- cons, dynamic not mm. yeah, especially yeah. doing your first LA on the patient yeah, <sighs> yeah that's, that is very stressful but I think just be prepared um, would be a good thing um, just knowing your materials would be a good, good thing as well mm-hmm. knowing um, obviously your patient management as well your VPP sessions oh VPP sessions are so good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure it definitely helped me a lot with dealing with my um, a bit harder patients Um, you're like who's gonna be this ridiculous and then next minute you're like oh my god this is my VPP (laughs) I can use it right away like apply it Mm -hmm. and it's so good but I feel like patient management is like acquired skill Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. over the time as you see patients for like similar things like you just have the set phrase to kind of yeah. go to and it's just like flows in your mouth so it kind of comes out so don't be too stressed mm, about it when you first like you know be like oh medical history like I'll oh, try and memorize that though yeah, memory, yeah medical history looks really good if you can just not look at your screen and just like list off everything instead of being like heart <laughs> allergies <laughs> yeah. and like Dr. Licker said in first shot you as long as you tick all the boxes eventually it doesn't matter which order you go in mm. go, mm. go with the flow of the information patient provides I reckon mm. Mm. okay so they talk yeah. about allergies first let's the say they mention a medication for an allergy and then you just like oh mm. what other medication do you take and I can and then you just have their medication list and then you can go from oh what, which, this medication is for what this medication is for what that's mm. the thing have that, the medication list yeah. that makes a difference mm. that is very important your, your patient you'd be like oh so um, any blood pressure problems problems and they'd be like nah and then next minute they they take like a, they're like statin or yeah. like some beta blockers or something like that and just like yeah like oh i'm actually taking this and like that's okay. for your blood pressure <laughs> yes yes no but i think that's all right yeah that's, yeah. that's fine mm-hmm. just cross check mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but yeah just i think bs3 wise is a good year mm, yeah i've really enjoyed it yeah mm-hmm. it's been the best year so far but i hope that i pass my exams and move on to videos for still me too nonetheless. <laughs> nonetheless okay all right now my year for 2022 bds4s mm-hmm. any advice for bds4s it's a chance to apply the knowledge you have from the lectures this year mm. as a BDS3 to next year. Mm. I'm sure you've had some Rempros and Fixpros lectures. Yeah. Um, PCPC is quite full on. You're just going to have to really survive it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, very Fixpros heavy. Yeah. Um, 
you got to turn up to all the lectures with Prof Dudley. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, literally every single one. Yeah. Despite them being at 8 a.m. or... Oh. Have you had any 7 a.m.? Uh, no, we all, all our ones were 8 a.m. Oh like, PCPC is mm-hmm. quite stressful, but once you get over it, like, it'll be good because, like, you feel, like, it's hard, but once you get through it, you feel so prepared for clinic mm-hmm. like compared to other specialties where we like haven't had like too much exposure to it before like it really sets you up well so it's challenging but it's definitely worth it mm. is what i want to say definitely with the fixed price content just be on top of it um early on because once you get the lecture from prof dudley you're gonna do it in sim clinic there are a lot of... Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if he uploads the lecture slides the night before, I'd advise that you go over it. Because mm-hmm. there are many cases where you have the lecture in the morning and you go to Simplinic right after and you're expected to do it. Mm. It might be a bit, little bit different for you guys just okay. because I think you guys have five weeks of PCPC. Yeah. And we only had four. We only had we four, only four, maybe that's why. So that's oh, why no, we had a bit more intense. We, we don't do the bovine teeth. You know how you guys, do you guys go to Gillies and do the bovine teeth and extract from it? Oh, we did that this year. Start of this. Oh, okay. PCPC? Yeah, doing PCPC. Oh, so did you, you didn't know what man. So you guys didn't go back to like, you guys didn't come back after exams, after BDS3 exams? Like, oh, we did. We went to Gillis Plains for we did the Rempos Rempos. Oh. But they, I think we didn't have the bovine teeth until this year, start of mm. this year, PCPC. I think so too. Right. Okay. 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 Oh, so... That's odd. A little bit, a little bit different of a yeah. schedule. I think that was just because of COVID. How COVID did we was. have some yeah. auto towards the end of last year as well, or was uh, that this year? The wire bending with Doctor we, we had the wire bending. I think either end of last year or the start of this year. Yeah, PCPC I can't remember if it was PCPC or that. Okay, but yeah. What, what, yeah. it's, 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 it's stressful. It's, yeah. I, I won't say it's not stressful. Nah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make sure that you get your week A and week B right, man. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> it's a fortnightly schedule. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Mm. Right. And especially if you're trying to do honors as well, um, mm-hmm. just for people, I guess, in third year who are going to fourth year. Um, honors is stressful, for sure. Stressful. I wouldn't say anything. It's not stressful. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of uh, keeping on top of things. Uh, I think whenever you have a draft sort of, of everything, just send it to your supervisor. They can have a bit of a look, give you a bit of an idea of how or where you're going with that sort of, where you should be going with your uh, lit review or your research proposal. And uh, just getting those drafts back as quickly as you can so you can have a bit of a look and sort of discuss it with them as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely meetings with your supervisor is very recommended. Yeah. Uh, well, I personally have one every week. Ooh. Yeah. Which is, I think a lot of people don't have it every week. Okay. Uh, most people have it every two weeks or something like that. Yeah. But for me, because I'm running experiments pretty much every week. Yeah. So I need to have that sort of weekly contact with my supervisor I think that just be prepared that this year or fourth year is going to be very very busy mm. a very busy year mm. you're going to have to juggle I had to do on uh, maybe that's just my project but I had to go on Saturdays and Sundays doing some lab stuff and that sort of thing yeah wow wow that sounds super intense 
gosh. Bringing it back to BDS4 specific. <laughs> not no, everyone's going to do honors, yeah, but that's, that's really valuable that's information. That's really good advice, mm. yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. wow. Okay. Get your units sorted earlier mm. on than... Like, I think everyone tries anyways, but it's a bit hard. Exactly. Um, I hope this isn't a silly question, but are units, like, like per... Is it one unit is one patient or one unit is one... Two. Uh, or a case. It, 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 depends. Depends. it depends. What uh, are you talking about? Burn yeah. pros or fixed pros? Or endo? Mm, okay, let's say, let's say, like, fixed pros, yeah. So is it, like, one crown and you're like, okay, one unit? Yeah. There is a okay. little form that Prof. Mm. Dudley is going to share with you guys. Yeah. But it, so say it's a veneer or a crown, that's going to yeah. be one unit per tooth that you're, like, crowning. Okay. Um, If you're doing a, say, bridge, it's, like, per... Each tooth that you prepare is So if it's, one. like, a three-unit bridge, you're going to get two units out of yeah. it. Yeah. And, um... If you do your post-call, then if it's an indirect post-call, then you it's get another one unit. unit. But um, if it's direct, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's just with the um, crown prep. Mm. Wow, okay, okay. Gotcha. So I think Prof. Daddy will run, yeah. he's, he's way more knowledgeable in all of that area than, yeah. than we yeah, are. Like so he's know. definitely going to run through that with you guys next yeah. year. Mm. Um, essentially, that's why essentially we're trying to get that clinical unity exchange as well. Mm. A little bit, so you can, I just distribute a little bit more of that experience amongst all the fourth years. Yeah. Because I've heard of people, I have some friends as well that, don't have a lot of units for their fixed pros, for example, or had a lot of FTAs for endo, for example, and they weren't able to see patients until mm. maybe end of semester one. So and it's stressful. It is, it is stressful. It is stressful because you you feel like you don't you're not learning anything, you're not yeah. doing anything, you're not improving those skills that you've sort of tried to hone a little bit in PCPC. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why essentially we're trying to get that clinical unit exchange sort of. Not to stress you guys out or anything, mm. but it's just that. BDS4 is a really valuable experience and opportunity for you guys in that you guys get a designated um, session for each specialty. Mm. Whereas in BDS5, I believe we just get two GDP sessions and one OD. Mm -hmm. So we get to do whatever, but like you have the specialists or postgrad students in that specialty really mm -hmm. teaching you. Mm -hmm. And it's a unique opportunity. So we like, I think everyone really wants to make the most out of it. And, um, yeah, I think honestly it's a pure draw of luck because I've had nine consults mm. for fixed rods and not so many units. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who's had it worse than me. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's try and talk to your friends and like maybe preferably mm -hmm. about it, reaching out, um, especially for REM pros if you're struggling with units and if you're not sure if you're going to have enough like um, appointments to finish up your units you reach out to Dr. Vu mm. and she's gonna, like, this year she's, um, she's been, been very lovely and um, offered some extra sessions for people to come in and she would supervise those so we mm. can, like, get our units underway. Um, but, yeah, it's like, if you're not sure, go talk to your um, tutor and your supervisors because they're always the right way. Mm. 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 And they might provide a bit of an insight as well about mm. what things they sh you should be doing with things that maybe you can sort of that tube doesn't look too suitable for let's say a crown or something so maybe mm. you can have a bit of a you already know what sort of the console is going to be like a little bit beforehand as well mm. that's awesome and read your patient's notes before they come in mm. especially for endo okay yeah. when's it been when's it been extubated yeah what's mm. happening with it what's the history mm. um 
Yeah, but it's a bit confusing for fourth years because we have like different books and stuff like that. Mm. It might be Genin, it might be Emerendo. Oh, for Emerendo, by the way, you can crown that specific tooth after. Mm. So that can also become your crown unit. I didn't yeah. notice until later in the year. Wait, what endo? So Emer if a patient yeah. comes in for an OD session, so an yeah. emergency session, you do a pelvic extirpation or some sort of popotomy, and then they get the, they're transferred into a waiting list for emergency endo for that tooth. So yeah. essentially completion of an endodontic treatment. It's the name of the COC. Mm. Yeah, course of care. You know, you've seen Genent, right? Yeah. For your full exams and like cons care and all that, right? Emerendo mm -hmm. that Derek talked about is oh. the tooth has been extirpated and um, it's just been referred for endo care specifically on that tooth so we can have complete um, treatment completed okay. and then after that's been like you've obturated tooth and um, it's gone under a sufficient review period mm -hmm. you can crown the tooth after because crowning the tooth is an just option. for that tooth though. yeah is an option is a treatment option for teeth that are endodontically yeah. treated it's a definitive restoration mm -hmm. so yeah oh okay so so that because they get a crown that's a crown unit yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay gotcha any, any any tooth you crown is a unit yeah yeah, yeah. But what you need to do is you gotta see them for endo first in your endo sessions. Yeah. And then um, discuss your treatment plan with the patient and the GDOT. And then you gotta transfer them over to your fixed cross clinic. For and then consult. have a consult, the impression, and then the subsequent appointments. But mm -hmm. you can do it. Mm. It's just a bit of a tip that I think not a lot of people know about oh. earlier yeah. on. We had an um, announcement sent out by patient flow, but it was in SEM2. Yeah. I think I would have loved to have it in, like, mm -hmm. known it in BDS, like, SEM1. All right, guys. BDS, BDS 4's 2022 listen all. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was just not informed. I know a few of my friends already knew, but, like... Mm. I think not everyone knew about it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But just that tooth that you yeah. can outreach and not other teeth. Yeah. Okay. 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 Any final words of wisdom or anything you'd like to say? I have no wisdom. <laughs> that was literally all your, like, that was wisdom. Thanks. I think overall just enjoy yeah. dental school. Yeah. I think from what I've heard from people who graduated, recent graduates, yeah. is that working life is, very, is way more stressful than dental school. And um, I think enjoy your time in dental school would be the advice they, they've, they've given me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. All right. So before we end, I would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the owners of the land in which we are privileged to record the Al Dente podcast on, the Ghana people, the traditional custodians of the land, waterways and skies across Adelaide. We thank them for sharing and caring on the land in which we are able to share our experiences. We pay respects to elders past, present and emerging, and we share our friendship and kindness. I'd also like to thank Chris um, for editing all our audio and um, don't forget to subscribe to the Al Dente podcast through all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys. <laughs>